We're here to see how bad the biggest, baddest blowout sale at Office Depot Office Max really is. So how bad is it? It's so bad, I got office and school supplies at up to 70% off. It's so bad, even technology is on sale. It's so bad, I'm now the coolest cat in a swivel chair. It's the baddest. Go in-store or online at officedepot.com to get thousands of items at up to 70% off. It's going on now, so bring your bad self in today. Quantities by location, no rain check. Sale ends October 13th. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Talking About Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and we are here to celebrate our 100th episode of this podcast, as well as get get you ready for season nine of the Walking Dead. All right, so let me introduce my co-host. I'm going to start off with the one and only Jen. How are you doing, Jen? Hey, I'm great. I can't believe it's season nine already. Wow. <laughs> when you say it out loud, that sounds pretty uh, intense. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> season nine. Um, also joining us, we have Olaf Barbosa. The captain is back. Hey, how's it all going for there by night? It's like, yes, yeah, is kind of really it is kind of like to say it's you know, season nine of The Walking Dead is just like, wow, it's been that long. And we've been talking about it almost the whole time, so can't wait to get into it tonight and see what it's, see what it's all about and, and talk about season nine. All right, and also joining us is Tori Rush. How you doing, Tori? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Yay! <laughs> all right, so <laughs> it's it's hard to believe that it's been actually this is the seventh season of this podcast. We started for season three. Uh, the show started with me and a young lady named Bahia. And uh, I remember this was, you know, so long ago, uh, Bahia wanted to do a podcast on The Walking Dead. And I did not want to do it. <laughs> I, not that I didn't like the show. I love the show. But I really wasn't up for doing television podcasts. I kind of got suckered into doing one on Dexter with uh, my friend Josh. And it it wasn't going well at first. So I was thinking, like, I don't want to do it. But Bahia talked me into it. And the show did very well from the beginning. Olaf jumped in. Yardley jumped in. Eventually, we picked up Tori. And we just been going. And uh, we didn't really do a show last season until the final two episodes. And here we are, about to get ready in for season seven of the podcast, which will be covering season nine of the TV series. So uh, today we're going to just talk about the series as a whole, what we expect going forward and just, you know, get some thoughts of our panel on what they think about the show. So I think probably a good way to start this particular podcast is I'm going to ask the question and none of these questions you guys are ready for. So I want this totally (laughs) off the cuff. And just to show how evil I am, I'm going to start off with Tori. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pick on Tori first. Oh, you're so evil. I love it. Because I know Jen is ready. So uh, let's see if Tori is ready. But no, this is a softball one. Uh, At what point in the series did you get hooked? Was it from the very beginning? Did it take three or four episodes? When did you say, okay, this show is for me? Uh, probably the first season. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the first episode, but uh, I want to say whenever he rode the horse in Atlanta and that episode with the tank and all that stuff. Like, That's episode one. That hooked me. Yeah, that, that was, was, that that was, was episode. episode one. That, yeah, that was the episode. <laughs> I can't, God, I used to know the name of the episode too, and I can't remember Days it. Days gone by. Uh, it's like, I don't know, but it, it's like whenever um, Glenn was like, uh, he said that smart aggle remark about him being in the tank, you know, like Yeah, that was that was episode <laughs> one, Days Gone By. Yeah, Days Gone By, yep. And uh you know, I cause I really put I didn't start watching the show right away either. Like I um was introduced by an ex boyfriend of mine, he swore I was gonna love it and I was just like, Yeah, blah blah. I don't think so because I love zombie films and I love horror movies, but I'm just you know, I thought it was going to be like a zombie soap opera. Like, I didn't think I would like it. And then 
he's like, no, you have to watch it. And he, and, uh, uh, he put it on for me on his, um, on his computer. And he's like, you need to watch the whole series from beginning to end. And I was like, okay, sure. And I'll, I'll be damned three days later, no sleep. I'm, I'm caught up, you know? <laughs> I smell a it love was, story a, there. I can yeah, see, it was definitely fun. I can see a love story of, of a couple bonding over zombies. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, a big question to anybody that I might, like, date is, uh, you know, would you kill me if I became a zombie? Because that's a very important question because, yes, you need to kill me, and you better double-tap that. <laughs> what, if his aunt, what if he said, oh, I'd kill you even if you're not? Huh? What if he said, I'll kill you even if you're not a zombie? I'll preemptively kill you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that may be, maybe a little red flag there, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, next one is Olaf. Uh, at what point, Olaf, did you become a fan? Was it episode one, two, three, four, what? Uh, I, well, I started watching. I watched it from the beginning. I heard about it coming on, and, you know, I, was like, I started to watch it. And I think probably it's like the it was first or second one that's like but that hooked me. Uh, I think I guess it was actually the first first episode that actually it, it hooked me. I was like going, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. And after about the uh, probably the third third or fourth episode, I was you know I was in. I was you know locked in, ready to go. Mm, okay. And def and Jen, when did you get hooked? So. I'm actually a little bit late to loving The Walking Dead, but I'm one of those people that started uh, because I read the graphic novel, mm -hmm. uh, well, because the graphic comics, um, and so I sort of was, like, super nerdy about it, like, oh my god, this is going to be so great, and in the first season, I was not super happy. What? I actually wasn't happy until they got to the prison and then when they got to the prison, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm going to be okay with it. Um, so I sort of have a different kind of arc. I did not fall in love with The Walking Dead to start. It was, it was the way most people feel about it now. It was a bit of a chore for me to tune in and watch because I just wasn't super thrilled with everything. And I was maybe a little too critical and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, my love story came later. Okay, I, I have to say something. The first season was great. What are you talking about? You're on track. <laughs> it was the best season. Was the first season. <laughs> it was the most cinematic. It was uh, that was a great season. What are you talking about? I uh, in retrospect, yes, I I agree. It was a great season. But I just said I was too critical. I was looking for too many nerdy things and I didn't see them and I was getting frustrated and I don't know. Yeah, she, that was just me. She was, me. She was I, watching I with the, uh, she was watching with uh, the nerd goggles. That's like you nerd, so had, had, her, had on her nerd goggles and I, I think probably uh, a lot of them it's like there's, you know, I mean a lot of them started watching, started watching because they had read, read all the uh, read all the books and see I never did I didn't read any of it, so when I started watching, it was all fresh to me. I didn't there was any, wasn't anything I was expecting or had any idea how the story was going to go or anything. Uh, and I think sometimes, like if you read a, if you read about it, or if there's like a book series or something about it, and then you you read that, and then they turn it into a TV show or a movie. Sometimes it it's kind of a letdown in the beginning, yes, but it's like because they. The book has more detail to it, or something. I don't, you know, I don't know how. There's just there's more to the book than there is when they translate it over to a, you know, an hour long uh, TV show. Although I, I will say that that one of the most compelling reasons that I continued to watch was all about shame. So there's that shameless shallowness on my part as well. Oh mm. Jesus! Oh Jesus! Shane, huh? I, I, yeah, sadly, I actually sort of, yeah, still kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to go insane sometimes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> She's one of them, Olaf. <laughs> <Wow. clears throat> 
so that happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, no, for me, the the it got me at the very end of the first episode. That ending was so awesome when he's in the tank and in this disembodied voices like calling him a dumbass and you and the t- I'm like what because I didn't I didn't watch I didn't read the I hadn't read it up until then you know I didn't read start reading it until after the first season so I had no idea who any of these characters are I actually the reason why I started watching that show was I thought Lenny James was the star of the show because he had just was on this show called Jericho which I loved dearly and by the promos it you know, I never really, really watched the promos, but I would just see it, if that makes sense. And it seemed like he was the star of the show because they, they kept showing him in the promos. At the time, he was a uh, more, he was probably the, the, ca- the cast member that had the most notoriety at the time of everybody. Um, I would think so, yeah. I don't think anybody else had really been on much. Uh, Norman Reedus, of course, did the Boondock Saints, but, you know, that has like a very, you know, niche fan base. But at the time, he had just came off of of um, the, of Jericho, which was a huge, you know, uh, fan show. And uh, so I was excited. I, who knows? I might not have even watched it if he wasn't on the show. So, uh wow. And uh, so I was quite disappointed. I'm like, when is he coming back? Is he going to come back? And then when I read the comic books, I'm like, oh, he ain't going to come back for a while. <laughs> you know, so, you know, but uh, <laughs> so, uh, but that, the, the way that that first episode ended was great, you know. Yes. And it just made you have to watch the second one, you know. Uh, right. And then the second one with the guts, you know, uh, you know, that was awesome. I hadn't seen that. Uh, depicted in in the uh, that I could think of, you know, but you know what's so funny? We talked about this on the show before that uh, in the first season the walkers behaved a lot differently than they do now because you right. had, you had some yep. walkers that were that picked up stones and they were bashing, you know, like they were <laughs> they were much more. I don't you know I've heard people say oh it's because it was fresher, you know that's why they behaved that way. No, it's because they refine what the rules were, <laughs> you know, when it came to the walkers, you know, uh, but the walkers in the first season were very much different than the walkers are, uh, in the second season or even the third season. So, so, uh, yeah, but it was the first episode we, that got me. Did we discuss our why, right? We discussed why because of the showrunner change oh, yeah. in the first season yeah i mean we've talked about that so much on the show but yeah the you know the creator of the series uh the, sh- the first showrunner it was the great frank darabont frank darabont as anyone who's listened to this show knows he's to me i think he's one of the greatest uh persons when it comes to adaptations i mean he's every adaptation i've ever seen of his is amazing you know, going back from the Green Mile, Shawshank, even the Mist. He turned the Mist, which, you know, could have been really bad. <laughs> you know, he made that into like a, a real credible movie. You know, it was a really good movie, and uh, with a great. And ending. it had a lot of uh, Walking Dead stars on it, like Dale and Andrea and Carol. They were all Mist. They were all in that. That's right. And then, right. and then also he the, the the mobster thing he did after was really good as well. So. So, uh, you know, he, he's just a f- fantastic filmmaker, and it, it's a shame. I, I, I really would love to have seen what he would have done with it, but, you know, we'll never know. So, you know, but, uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about that a million times, but, but uh, I guess we have to, you know, uh, talk about the show and what it is. And, and I think a good thing to do is to talk about the last season. The last season had a lot of action in it. It uh, had a lot of confrontations. We got to see Rick versus, uh, you know, uh, Negan a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had a interesting conclusion, which mirrored the comic book. And first, I, I think a good place to start off is Negan, who 
we re- remember many times on this show, we used to, what is Negan? Is this is going to be Negan? Is this going to be the season Negan? Remember, we used to, every <laughs> season leading up to it, it was like, oh, man, I think Negan's coming. You know, who's going to uh-huh. be Negan? Oh, you know, like, that was, like, the big thing. So then we finally got Negan. And, uh, you know, I think they got the right person to play Negan. Um, but I don't know if I love Negan, the character Negan on the show. I think we all agree, right? We all love Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. They, they couldn't have picked anybody better to do Negan. Uh, he's just he he's a perfect fit for Negan. And he he loves playing that character. It's really you can see it. Like he his eyes light up. You know when you yeah. even talk about it in interviews and stuff. You know what's so funny though? Um, the car- the actor Henry Rollins. Uh, he was he's like a former rocker. Has been in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. The the character was drawn uh, with him in mind, and he—I think it was down to between him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan as far as who was going to play him. And uh, it's just so ironic that uh, he didn't get it. He thought he had it because <laughs> the character was based off of him, right, in his profile. But uh, oh, wow. you know, he didn't get it. Uh, so, which is funny. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He—I mean, he's a <laughs> cool actor, bone. but he—he's not. I don't think he would have been as good as Jeffrey Dean Morgan. At this point, I can't imagine anybody but Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that role. It mm-hmm. just—I mean, it just—it feels like it goes hand in hand. <laughs> hand to back. Yeah. <laughs> hand to bat. Yeah, hand to bat. It's like uh, uh, hand in hand to bat. Yeah. Yes. Hand in hand to bat. Exactly. <sighs> Yeah, so uh I really wish that he could swear more though. Like I really wish that like he could say fuck as much as he does in the comics, but like, that makes the the character you know what I mean? Like it's like the one thing I wish that you know, the, the one time that I wish the Walking Dead was on HBO. You know what's funny? We we just did a uh show um we just did a podcast, me and Jen, on this series called uh Mayans, right? Uh that's on FX. Oh yeah. And they curse. I, I love it so far. Oh, okay. I didn't know you you listened to it. Um, or watched it. Uh, the funny thing is that they use every curse word out, that's out yeah. there on that show. Uh, but I think I understand why they don't do it in The Walking Dead because they want to be able to sell it everywhere. So that's why I think they, they, they're more closer to the vest when it comes to that. But I don't, you know, I don't know why these cable shows don't just make a show that's, you know, just go us go far out like HBO or whatever, and then just show a cleaner version for television. And then if you want to see the real one, you can, you know, download it. I mean, you would double. That's like double dipping, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but 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 maybe there's something about syndication. Maybe there's something about how they are how they've geared it up towards syndication that maybe that's why because I know that there are although yeah it does I don't know I mean it does kind of seem silly based on the levels of sort of violence that would get past the censors why a couple of F words wouldn't somehow not make the grade I don't know there's some, there is something really bizarre there uh, the, 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 just in season 8 the levels of, of violence and gore went from what I thought was 100% through the roof to 180%. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't get it either. Yeah. But, you know, just have two versions. I mean, that shouldn't be hard to do. You know, and then you can do all your naughty stuff and, you know. So. Also, she's she's definitely right. That is one of the things that makes Negan so Negan is <laughs> he is just not afraid to speak his mind, even more so than I feel like they portray him in, uh, in the series he is just they, they have, that's one of the characters that's just like man he's got a brand now what do you, what do you guys think about the the resolution with essentially instead of not killing him they take him as a prisoner i know that's from the comic book what do you guys think about that i loved it i i, I felt I like it was know. actually true to form I felt like death would be too easy of a out for him because he put so much pain and anguish in so many people's lives and he's destroyed so many people. He needed to feel a little bit of 
uh, torture and remorse. Like, and I think the only way that people can even feel like that if they haven't in them, because some people just can't feel that way, um, is to be incarcerated. Absolutely. Hmm. Gives you time to think about your deeds. You know what I mean? What do you, what you've done wrong and how you're going to handle it. And like, you know, if you're going to change your ways, you know, I think that would, in more ways than one, might not reform him, but at least make him sit, you know, and wallow in himself. Well, and, and, and also, you know, just to be totally honest and not to sort of take anything away from the Negan storyline, but there was this part about Rick going through the death of Carl that made me sort of uh, glad that he didn't kill Negan because I feel like in some ways that would have killed a part of Carl for Rick. I, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but there was just something insidious about killing Negan that would have somehow created this this really horrible sense of uh, of... I don't know, something within Rick that would not have ever come to resolution. And uh, who knows, maybe it won't. Maybe that's why he leaves. To, I don't know. But it just, if that, it really felt wrong. If they were going to kill Negan, I, I think that would have maybe been a really bad choice on the part of the writers. And at least this way, if they keep him around, there's always sort of that weird, menacey feeling like, you know. I, I don't know how to describe that other than just to say it just feels right. There seems to be a sense of justice in there. Hmm. Well, and by not killing by not killing him, uh, in other words, of course, Negan, you know, like I said, tortured a lot of people to cause a lot of pain. I mean, he was a he was the leader, and by taking him and you know basically shoving shoving him in a cage. And, you know, that's that's worse than death for somebody like him because he can't do anything to anybody anymore. He doesn't he's not he doesn't scare anybody anymore. And I mean, that when you take somebody like it's like of, of Negan's caliber and like I said, mock him up. It just like I said, you, you just you pretty much killed him without killing him. Because they can't do what they what they were what they did before, and you know they have to uh, wait to get food. They have to wait to get whatever they want, and you know they can't always get what they want. Uh, it's up to somebody else to decide what uh, you know you know what time they can do whatever they want to do. So, like I said, by not killing him and putting him in, you know, taking him as a prisoner. That's worse than death to somebody like Negan. <clears throat> so, uh, how do you think it plays out, though, in this up and coming season? I mean, he's going to be, you know, their prisoner, but obviously he's going to be trying to figure out, hopefully, get to some, I mean, in his mind, find some angle which will put him back on top. Well, how do you think it's going to play out? Is he going to, at some point, become a valuable member of the group or is he gonna is this gonna lead to his demise ultimately well i i'm i'm personally i'm kind of hoping that uh michonne does something like you know remember the misery scene where they uh they you know kind of hobble him that that seems like that would be really effective the most scariest scene ever i think not <laughs> Oh, I can't watch that scene. That's the one scene. That's like one of the only scenes ever that I just can't look at. I I, I think, you know, I, I don't think that there's any way for Negan to come back on top. I think once Negan loses, I am Negan. I think it's gone forever. I don't, I just, I mean, maybe he could try to claw his way out somehow and become free. But I don't, I think Negan loses what was important to him about the group because he's been removed from it. Like, once you lose that superstar status, I don't think that you can ever get it back. Mm. In a post-apocalyptic world, that seems pretty remote in terms of a possibility. Mm. Okay. Uh, what, do you, what about you, Tori? How do you think it's going to play out? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I would want them to go along with the comics a little bit more. I would love to see Maggie taking charge more. I would like to see that, but I know that's not going to happen. 
I yeah. just have a feeling just, you know, that's not how they're going to write it. So, uh, that's a tough question because, uh, you know, there's, there's part of you that, you know, as a comic book reader, as, as, as you already kind of, you know, like ha- want it one way anyway. Every season, you kind of want it that way of the comic anyway, secretly, even if you don't. And, like, it's, it's always is nice to see, like, it, it, it's uh, refreshing to see, like, the differences and, and how creative they come up with, like, stuff. But, like, I don't know, I think the past couple seasons has been a little less uh, um, creatively different than the comics as, as previous seasons, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I agree with you. Yeah, um, and you know, it's some. I guess maybe this is the goodest time as any. We have to talk about the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, and you know what that eight hundred pound gorilla is? Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, the eight hundred pound gorilla is. This is going to be a sad season. Uh, because we will not have uh, Andrew Lincoln going forward after you know what this season, as well as uh, we won't have Maggie either, uh, right. Laurie Cohen, uh, and also we lost. I guess we we do need to talk about how we lost Carl too. Carl, I can't. Uh, Coral. Yeah, Coral, <laughs> right? So uh, <laughs> Coral. Yeah. So, uh, but um, first of all, I guess maybe we should put a bow on Carl. Uh, is it, is anyone going to miss Carl? Is he gone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are actually going to miss Carl. You know why? The the reason that we're going to miss Carl is because we are not going to have the same kind of person to pick on that we normally have. It's going to be much harder to find a character that we all can agree on that we dislike as much as him. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Was the, the the butt of a lot of jokes. I'm going to miss that. He was a he was uh, um, inspiration for a lot of memes. That's for sure. Hey, but you got to you got to give it to him. The boy can put away some pudding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I, in terms of what Carl did, actually, for the last season, though, uh, it, it, amazingly, that the death of Carl, I feel like I, I wasn't super excited about it, but I I went back and rewatched season eight mm-hmm. over the summer. Oh. Wow. Um, and and you know the when you look at it in retrospect there i'm i'm actually kind of sad that the actor didn't get to stay on because uh, i don't know just because that's the kind of person that i am but for the story carl leaving was that was sort of pivotal moment stuff in so many character arcs and it, it's hard to understate where that may bring us for season nine. There's a lot that is sort of unresolved stuff that's still around that, which feels like maybe it's fresh ground for some interesting storytelling. I'm, maybe I'm just being overly optimistic, but I hope that, that it is. Hmm. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to miss Carl's character very much. But uh, you know, uh, props to uh, props, props to the actor who played him. Um, dang, his name escapes me. That's funny. Chandler I've already, Riggs. Chandler, yeah, Riggs. <laughs> I've already forgotten about him. You That's cool. Like, <laughs> you sound like me whenever Beth died. Like, eh, oh well, life goes on. Everybody else is in tears. I'm like, what? Well, she was annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. I mean, I never ri- wish anything okay. bad on the actual actors, but the character. Meh, uh, you know. Uh, all right, so but Andrew Lincoln is definitely going to be sorely missed. Uh, you know, first of all, he's a fantastic actor. He's he just is. and he's the heart of the show. And you know, for this show to work, he has to be awesome. And he's delivered that. You know, and honestly, I know they're they're going to make Daryl the focal point going forward, right. and. I just, I think Norman Reedus like gets by because of the fact that Andrew Lincoln's there. It's it's almost like, you know, you work at a job, you always said, man, I, if I could have that managerial position, I would just kill with it. 
and then finally the manager retires and then they go, you know what? It's your turn. It's like, okay, now let's see now, <laughs> you know, let's see if you really got it, you know, and we're going to find, <laughs> we're going to find out does, does Daryl or does Norman Reedus have the chops to carry the show? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I see. I don't think he does. In other words, in even in his not because not his not because of it he doesn't have the acting skill to do it but his character throughout the whole series is like he's just he's not leader uh like material he's he's always like you know the kind of like the lone wolf second in command you know go do he's the more of the uh more of the gopher than he is the leader but you know, I just don't see his character being a strong leader character because he's too much more of a loner than anything else. I mean, he'd rather be by himself, some mostly, than uh, you know, be with anybody else. So that's what is it? he's one of the ones that only one of the ones in the whole show that never hooked up with anybody. Yeah, uh, but remember know, though, nobody. I mean, he's he had opportunities to with different ones, and he has never hooked up with any of them. Remember though. He's also the guy that didn't go to the party, but he went to had spaghetti with Aaron and Aaron's boyfriend. So, you mm. know, uh, <laughs> bring up those rumors again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that saying was, that, that was always one of my favorite things on the show, <laughs> in, in, in past uh, shows and stuff that we did is to just every once in a while, Daryl's gay. He drives a Prius. He's gay. <laughs> you know, you know what bothers me <clears throat> about focusing on on Daryl as a character mm-hmm. is that The Walking Dead, it as a story, coalesces around strength and leadership, right? And so, mm-hmm. just like you guys have said, Daryl is not a leader character. But the thing that really bothers me is that they have gone out of their way to interpret Daryl as being a fringe element of the group and and to suddenly assimilate him as somebody that everybody is going to respect and follow and lead. But to me, seems I mean, well, you might as well put Negan in charge again. <laughs> he might get it back. Does, something just feels wrong about that, and and I, I'm it's not to diss Norman Reedus. I I feel like in maybe in another role it would be fine, but the writers have gone so far out of their way to make him sort of the disenfranchised of the post-apocalyptic world, and it doesn't feel right to have him be the attention of the show. You know what, well, though? That, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's what I say. In other words, he's just not, he's not, I mean, yeah, he, I, I, I kind of think he's, you know, kind of a key part of it. You know, he's in that, in that upper, upper echelon of, you know, keeping this, keeping the story going. But Daryl is the, he's the grunt. He's the one, you want, want something done, he'll get it done. You know, you need a special something he'll go find it it's like he's your go-to guy but you know he's that like like that he's that person at work that you know oh hey i need to get this done where's where's daryl boom he's there but as far as a leader he just doesn't have it and like i said it's not not because of not his not because of his he doesn't have it as an actor but his character and the way they portrayed him throughout the whole thing He's the he's the right hand guy. He's not the leader. Let's put Carol in charge. I mean, I say we get you know. Let's write it in. Let's put Carol in charge. She now Carol now Carol could be in charge. I think if they put Carol and Morgan in charge, I mean, you just bring Morgan back from you know wherever he went off to in Fear the Walking Dead, and bring him back and have Carol and and morgan team up dude there'd be so much trouble going on we would forget all of our problems with the walking dead and we would be like oh my god have you seen this crazy show this is so amazing yeah <clears throat> i don't think morgan's gonna make it i don't think he's gonna make it back to alexandria he, I, he was he was he was he, he was <laughs> well he was he was starting to it's like i've been i said i've been watching the fear so um you know, I've been watching. I've been keeping up with that, and he was going to, but I don't think he's going to now. 
No, I don't think so either. Not based on what I see with Fear the Walking Dead. That's right. Because he was he was planning on heading back to Alexandria and taking everybody with him, but I don't think he's going to go back there now. Well, now he better not go back there because Rick's not there. So what hmm. a disappointment that would be. Right. But if you had uh, if you had Carol and um, Morgan in charge. Yeah, that would be definitely interesting because the, between the two of them, uh, I think they, I think they, could, I think they could actually pull it off and make it work really well. The two of them, they're, they, I think they offset each other enough. Uh, you know, Morgan and his moral compass, and Carol where she's at. I just think they could; those two together would make a good. Uh, Leading, leading entity. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, we uh, we lost uh, Tori, but hopefully we'll get her back. Just for uh, if anybody's wondering whatever happened, what happened to her. So it was, I'll be trying to work <laughs> on the sidelines to get her back in, but uh, uh, you know how so it is. Who is Zach McGowan playing on The Walking Dead in season nine? Do we know? No. No, and you're the only one excited about. Hey, don't <laughs> diss my 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 crazy boy crazy. Don't you know what? Just give me this one small thing, okay? <laughs> okay, so you're you go you're you're going okay. You you have you had a Shane thing, and now you got a Zach thing, or uh, it's like a Zach thing. So like basically, you go for the uh, bad boy pirate types. Okay, I'm, gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm basically just into every TV show for whoever the bad boys can be. Yep, that's, that's mm-hmm. the way you can do it. Yep, that's how you get me hooked. That's, that's why. Exactly that's it. why nerds have no chance. Say that again. I said that's why nerds have no chance. Well, because okay. all the nerdy women they want. God, you gotta go there. They want the same thing that uh, <laughs> poor nerd guys. <laughs> She's like, I don't I'm, know, dang I'm, nerd. I'm, I'm interested. I, I know that this season is going to include the whispers, so I, it seems, you know, it seems interesting to that they're actually going to show up. Well, that's what I heard. I mean, I heard the whisper <laughs> that that's what's supposed to happen. Mm. So, I mean, it seems like that that maybe one of the new people that are have been added to the cast might be part of that. I I don't know, maybe maybe this is you know maybe maybe, maybe he's the uh, helicopter driver. That's it. Hmm. No. Inquiring minds want to know. Hmm. I, I I do th- you know I think one of the things they could do to make this season really interesting is to do away with some of the uh with some of the really tired old uh trophy drama that they've been sort of I, I i mean not that i don't know i just feel like they have squeezed out of past stories all that they possibly can and it would be really nice if they could kind of do a bit of a soft reboot of what made this story so sick in the first place just really focusing in on what it takes to get through the, the apocalypse instead of instead of instead of the tired uh, I'm sorry, you're going in and out. You're cutting in and out. Oh, am I still here? Yeah. Now, what were you saying? I, I, I was just saying, I just think that they should focus on what used to make it good, which is focusing on the character drama and not on the old uh, past relationship stuff, which I feel like gets in the way. In a lot of do, do we know Michonne is staying, right? Is she? Yeah. So, so far. So, I mean, if that's the case, then maybe season nine has something more interesting in store for us than we anticipate. Well, one can only hope. Uh, You know, it's like it's going to be interesting. In other words, I'll be be in Atlanta at uh, Walker Stalker uh, end of the month. And it'll be interesting when I get down there because that'll be, there'll be what, that'll be like the. Three, three shows, four shows. That'd be like a four show, uh, first fourth episode while I'm down there. But uh, you know, it'd be interesting to find out what the what the chatter is. Why it's like when I get down there. Wow. 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's some, some pretty positive, uh, there could be some really positive things happening. I mean, the, the writers have known that Andrew Lincoln was leaving for a while. They had plenty of time to do some creative writing around it. Um, they know Maggie is, needs to be written out. Like, there's a lot of good stuff that could come from this season. I, the question is, will they deliver? And, I mean, I feel like it's so hit and miss. I don't know. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Hopefully, they notice they pull it back around from where it kind of, you know, what season was it? Six, seven? They, they, you know, seven and eight were kind of boring uh you know hopefully they can season nine hopefully it pulls it back around by maybe maybe by losing a couple of the main characters it'll shake it up enough and the maybe the writers will shake things up enough to you know bring back some like you say bring back some of the uh some of the spice that was in the beginning yeah i i completely agree i totally agree mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, uh, sometimes that that helps. I've seen that happen on shows where, you know, some of the, the characters we all know and love go away and then somehow it works. And then I've seen it completely not work, <laughs> you know, so, well, uh, you know, with everybody staying there and not losing any of the really main core, the core people, uh, not losing any of the core after a while it can become kind of stagnant and it's the, it's the shows just kind of it, it just starts kind of uh it just kind of you know levels off and just stays in thing and then when you like I said it, it, when we lose a main character or two then it shakes it shakes everything up enough that it you know brings things back to life a little bit <coughs> Well, and especially in a story that already has so much backstory. I mean, the with the um, with the the comics behind it, you know, there's no shortage of source material to sort of draw from. So it's not like they they don't have some content to to direct them. But mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, this is definitely really original, and there's a lot of new stuff involved. So. It, I, again, that's why I feel like it could be so hit or miss. It could be amazing. You know, they're, they're kind of returning back to some of the more mysterious stuff, you know, things that we don't have answers to and don't really understand. Uh, it, that's what I feel like was missing. There was no Uh-oh, we're losing you. It was sort of more political than anything else. Right. I don't know, like, I, I I don't know. We'll have to find out. We have a new show showrunner this year, so uh, which is exciting because we'll, you know, uh, maybe with a new voice, it might, you know, who knows what that might add to it. You know, I don't know. We're gonna find out one way or the other. And like, it'd be interesting to see where it goes where things go because uh, the other night uh, mm -hmm. talking it's like talking dead they had uh, uh, Gimple on there and I guess you know Gimple has changed positions and what he's doing is basically consulting between uh, Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead so he's kind of like working on both shows helping to uh, I guess coordinate things between both shows and, you know, they did a really good job of introducing uh, Morgan into uh, the Fear series and, you know, and having him in there. It's it's I think they've done a really good job of keeping it interesting with Morgan and then him wanting to go back so that you would wind up at, at some point. You would actually wind up with the Fear of the Walking Dead people and the Walking Dead together. Something they but, said they were never going to do, but you know, yeah, surprise, surprise, but, right? Yeah, surprise, surprise. But like I said, and you know, halfway through, uh, Morgan joining up with them, then he starts talking about, well, I, w I need to get back to uh, uh, Alexandria. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, I, I feel like that was I feel like that was just a plot mechanism. I don't actually feel like that was um, 
genuine on his part. It, well, I shouldn't say genuine on his part. I don't feel like there was any writing merit behind it. It never felt to me like Morgan was actually going to leave. Although I did kind of wonder whether he was going to be a stable presence in Fear the Walking Dead. But uh, th- but you're right in in one sense. The the in the beginning you said that he was really well integrated. Uh-oh, uh, we, you keep cutting in and out. Oh, no. Am I there? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Um, I'm kind of hoping that this season of The Walking Dead turns into that well, that very good integration with with whatever new characters they come up with. Right. Yeah. So, um... Anything that we're looking forward to specifically uh, with the show? I, I, I mean, is anyone, what are we most excited about? Are we excited about uh, how to find out how they're going to exit uh, Rick? Are you excited about how Maggie's going to exit? Um, you know, is it more dread? Or, you know, uh, what are you guys uh, hopeful to see? Well, I'm I'm definitely uh, really curious about how they're going to exit Rick, and I'm sure it's going to be sad. I, I am already anticipating that. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm also... I, I'm actually really curious about the helicopter situation. I've got lots and lots of theories about that, but I am super curious about that. Um, also, obviously, again, you know, super interested in all the new characters, and especially the ones that I like. Um... And what's the what was the other thing I was thinking? Well, the other thing I was thinking was uh, in terms of how they get how they, how Maggie leaves. Is she gonna have the baby before she leaves? Is she ever gonna have that baby? I mean, I sort of feel like that baby is the baby from uh, um from Family Guy, where you know Joe's wife was like pregnant for twelve years or whatever. That's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Tori, are you back? Hello, Tori. No, Tori. Okay. Uh, I saw somewhere where they said that they're going to, um, they, uh, it's going to advance the time. So she's going to already have the baby. Mm-hmm. So when they start off the baby, yeah, they're not going to do the whole. The oh, ba- somehow I missed that. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen it somewhere like on one of the, one of the, uh, the things. Well, I, um, uh, I'm, it's like, I'm curious to see how, you know, how they, how Rick is taken off the show. And I'm thinking that, uh, that it's going to be a more spectacular, uh, you know, exit than anybody else has had. It's, I think it's, I think when they do, I would think they would do a very, very, you know, uh, it's like double, triple hero, hero kill on him for him to go and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that it'd be sad to see him go but uh, you know I'd, be, I'd like to see how they do it do you think they're going to kill him? yeah I don't yeah. think they're going to kill him yeah I yeah. think they will I, I don't think they're going to kill him how else are they going to exit him from the show? I mean they they exited Morgan from the show I think they could figure out a way to exit Rick from the show I don't know I just have a he doesn't want to you know he he doesn't want to be on the show anymore so yeah he's done he he is done with the show doesn't want to do it he's tired matter it doesn't matter Uh it it does hey send him to Canada there's nice people there I hear the walkers are actually really polite up there as well (laughs) It's uh, like, oh, they, they are, eh? Okay. Um, Tori, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, there you go. Oh, you loud. Yeah, you were loud. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you think Rick is going to die, right, uh, Tori? Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, um, I think, you know, it's it was a good run. You know what I mean? I think it's going to give Andrew Lincoln a better chance to branch out. I mean, he's been doing Rick Grimes for 10 years. He must be a little bit tired of being Rick motherfucking <laughs> Grimes. You know, like, he can't be a badass but for so long, you know. Even Billy the Kid got taken out. Right. And 
what I'm what I'm thinking with uh, the, when Rick exits. The other thing is like with Maggie uh, having the baby. See, what I think would be a really good plot twist is <clears throat> if they, uh, you know, if she had the baby and it turned out to be Bob's baby instead of Glenn's. Bob? Stooky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be a, that would be a plot twist, dude. But <laughs> that would yeah. be funny. And the baby's drunk. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> yes. All right. So I, I, I just I'm, I don't know. I, I still just I don't know if Rick is gonna die. I just I you mean, don't maybe, want maybe to I'm see him die. Wrong, but you don't want to see I, him die. I don't. I don't. I feel like that's. I feel like that becomes the the place where where everybody says, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm not watching The Walking Dead anymore." And if you just leave That's, it ambiguous, I don't care if he's coming back or not. If you leave it ambiguous, then you make it feel like there's still. Well, it's it's not going to be left ambiguous. In other words, that's your that's your nerdiness wanting to wanting it to be that way. But he doesn't want to come back on the show ever. He's done. I know. I know he doesn't. I'm not saying the actor does. I'm saying that from a writing standpoint, there is such a thing as leaving sort of the door or the window open. Where it's not that you, it's not that you're you are ever going to entertain having anyone walk through that window again or come through that window again, but you leave it open anyway because it gives a breath of fresh air to the story in ways that you 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 can't do if you give finality to something. I don't know. I just feel like I think no. him and the baby is going to fall down. Fall off a cliff, and that's how it ends for now. <laughs> you guys are depressing. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, but it, in order for it to move forward, it's like there has to be the finality. You can't, in other words, if they leave the the it's like the door open that Rick may come back. It doesn't give it the same finality. It doesn't give it the same drive and stuff that it needs to have to make it go again. If there's that chance he might come back, everybody's going to be holding back. Do it. There'll be writers and everybody be holding back because oh well, Rick might come back from. No, no, the or... writers know he's not coming back. I'm saying that from the story standpoint, I'm not. I'm totally not saying that Rick is ever coming back. Okay, so let's just foundationally all admit he's never coming back. That's in concrete. What right. I'm saying is that the Walking Dead as a universe would would benefit greatly. By not killing Rick, by letting Rick do something completely different that Ala Morgan maybe or something like that, where he has to leave. He has no choice. He has to leave. And you force that on him. And I don't know how they figure it out with the rest of the characters that they don't, you know, try to mutiny and go with him or whatever. But whatever that is, it feels like that would do the story a lot more credit than killing him off because killing him off we we know how that works and it doesn't i don't know it doesn't it's not 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 only satisfying but there are so many times when they kill characters off in the walking dead and it's like oh okay well now they're just dead so it doesn't mean anything anymore and if you leave him alive it creates a whole different paradox that's all i'm not saying he's ever going to come back i know Mm -hmm. he's not coming back right I think he's gonna yeah, have. I, a, I think he's like, gonna have. Well, an abstract... I guess that's where we we agree to disagree because in other words, I it's like in, in it's like I know he's. I mean, granted, he's not coming back. We know that, but I think if you leave that window, that door open, so that he could come back, I don't think the that the franchise will uh, move forward forward like it needs to if there's a chance that he could ever come back again. I think, too. Needs, they, they, I think it needs to have that finality of him dead and gone to make it progress forward. And you know, Shane is going to be in this season too, by the way. So, yeah. You know, so. You know what? We can finally put to rest that mm-hmm. he wakes up in a coma. He wakes up from the coma and it was all a dream. That little theory. We can we can put that to rest when Rick finally died. Or or that or that's the way he comes back in the Or that's the way he comes back in the in the series finale is it's all well it was a dream and he wakes up. So But uh 
Um, I so, think I think so, so I think my, my fan fiction brain is now going into overdrive because if Shane and <laughs> and uh, whatever character Zach McGowan is going to play in this particular, I, I'm gonna I'm not going to be able to participate in any podcast. I'm sorry, I'm probably going to just be writing massive amounts of fan fiction at this point. So oh, just to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, Lord, Lord, get, grant me the strength. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, Rick dies of an um, obstructed bowel, and that's how he, he dies on the toilet. That's how, that's how it's over for Rick. That's a that's a shitty way to die. <laughs> he's like, oh, I should eat that cheese, and he's like, Dead. so uh, no, but it, it it's, it's going to be uh, definitely uh, the show. I'm sure that we're going to all talk about, and I don't think it's going to be like this. I think it's not going to happen like the last episode of the season because I think he's only scheduled I don't think he's doing like the full season right he's only doing like a handful of episodes him and uh Laurie Lauren Cohen so yeah uh, they're yeah yeah so it it may be before this the mid-season uh I, I mean I don't think so I think they're gonna stretch it out a little bit but um who knows though. it's gonna be interesting so with that said, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming on and celebrating this hundredth episode, and uh, and also giving a a look at the season nine. Uh, we will be doing the podcast every Sunday night uh, at uh, eight p.m. Uh, Pacific, which is uh, eleven p.m. Eastern, and uh, which is what five p.m. Uh, Hawaii time. <laughs> so so we will be uh you know chopping it up talking about walkers so i want to start off with you tori how can people get you in social media and such uh you can follow me on instagram at rush tori i forget the instagram thing but like i don't know is it at rush yeah. tori i don't know because that's my twitter name too yes um okay so that's what it is um and then you can also follow me on Facebook with uh, Tori Rush, T-O-R-Y-R-U-S-H. I don't have a group anymore. Aww. That's a shame. I know. But, you know, I can also lead you to really other kick-ass groups if you really want a good Walking Dead group. Because I have still have my ties in the community. So if you want a kick-ass Walking Dead group, just PM me and or DM me. I'm sorry. PMing sound, makes me sound old. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Um, and then, you know, like, uh, definitely keep listening to us this season because we're going to be talking about the walkers every week for the next, I don't know, few weeks. Yes. At least until Andrew Lincoln leaves. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then we're just going to drop the mic, right? Right. <laughs> then we'll regroup and see what happens. The final episode of talking about walkers. Thank you, Tori. And Olaf, how can people get you in social media and all that good stuff? Well, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa, but just don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. You know what? I got to put that back in there. You got to find my gunshot, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to find that. So watch. Don't worry. The next time, we're, I'm going to be on point with it. <laughs> All right. So uh, last but definitely not least, uh, Jen, how can people get you in social media? People can find me on social media at following the list one for Twitter. And I have two websites. One is moviesmakethemeal.com and criticallapse.com with two L's. All right. So find me there. All right. Well, here we go. Oh, that was an ugly gunshot. <laughs> that didn't. Yeah, it was like a. It's not like a door closing. Yeah, like, it was like a door that? slam. It wasn't a gunshot. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell was that? I might. I might need you to go out back and fire off a couple of rounds. <laughs> get the, get the proper right. gunshot. Wait. Let me see this one. Wait. Let's try this one. Oh, that's just a gun cock. Okay then. I don't worry, I'll find that's it. A, that's a that's a dry fire is what that is. That is it. Oh, look at him knowing his stuff. That is exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. All right, you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, and uh, you can get me at, at Kente Ferguson, F-E-R-G-E-R-S-O-N, on Instagram. And on Instagram, Indie Radio is on Instagram, and it's uh, at I-N-D-Y Radio. 
Uh, and if you're not following me on either, please make sure you do. And uh, you can also go to our website, IndyRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y, Radio.org. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless. We're here to see how bad the biggest, baddest blowout sale at Office Depot Office Max really is. So how bad is it? It's so bad, I got office and school supplies at up to 70% off. It's so bad. Even technology is on sale. It's so bad, I'm now the coolest cat in a swivel chair. It's the baddest. Go in-store or online at officedepot.com to get thousands of items at up to 70% off. It's going on now, so bring your bad self in today. Quantities by location. No rain check. Sale ends October 13th.